Welcome everyone to our next podcast. I'm here with Justin Lamb today. Some of you may know him off Instagram. He's quite big in the SMMA world, so I thought it'd give us a bit of a break from the old Forex world. So welcome, Justin. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. All right. It's great to have you here. Um, so I thought we'd just sort of kick it off. Maybe you just give my viewers sort of an insight into you and you as a person, sort of what you do, how you're finding everything. Yeah, so I am actually a little different from a lot of people in both the agency world and the trading world. Uh, I think nowadays there's this big misconception that with either of these two business models, you kind of have to drop everything and just focus on the thing that you've gone into. Uh, I don't find that's the case, and I'm able to balance quite a few things at the same time. Um, sure. So, for example, I run my agency. Uh, and we're, we currently work with primarily online businesses. So like e-commerce info product type businesses. Uh, but then I'm also full-time in school as well. And I actually skipped two years ahead. Uh, so I'm managing this like full-time workload academically. I also run a multi six figure agency with a team of six. And then lastly, I've actually recently got into trading. I've always kind of been interested in it, uh, from a young age, I, you know, just general fi- financial markets, but I didn't actually get into uh, forex trading specifically till I, I believe late last year, uh, and that's when I was able to meet Finn through a mutual friend or connection, and then everything just took off from there. How are you? How are you finding your journey into forex at the moment? How's that going for you? I think at the moment it's a matter of narrowing down where I'm getting guidance from because yeah. I'm in quite a few programs, and I think that that's I think that's a main issue for anyone starting off in any industry. Right, even it's with finding uh, the agency sort of world feet in the world, isn't it? Yeah, You've got to yeah, find what yeah. Works for you. And there are a ton of different um, methods, strategies, tactics, uh, quote unquote mentors out there. And I think it's just a matter of finding one that you really, really trust and you know is legitimate, yeah. and then doing your due diligence, and then basically just shadowing that person, right? So going all in into you know whatever it is that's made them successful and kind of. You know, even the stuff outside of the business aspect, um, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor pretty early in my agency career. And he taught me a lot about mindset, about uh, peak performance habits, about biohacking and stuff like that. Basically stuff that most quote unquote entrepreneurs don't really think about because I think there's this big misconception that you have to just grind away and basically just just slave away at your desk for like uh, 12 hours a day when really it's just about efficiency yeah and keeping up your your health and habits and i think that's equally as important in trading as well now i think this is quite a good point that you've kind of, that's kind of you've kind of just triggered there now finding a mentor how did you go about finding your smma how did you go about finding your smma mentor because this is something i know a lot of people struggle with is finding a mentor in their industry like actually going reaching out to someone and actually getting that sort of reply how did you go about that yeah funny story so i think i was like 16 at the time and I was doing this summer program at Stanford and I was watching a couple of, believe it or not, I was watching a couple of Gymshark meetup videos because yeah. back then I was super interested in like the fitness industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted to start an online business, but I had no idea how I would do it as a 16 year old with basically no credibility and no business yeah. experience at all. Uh, and I was watching one of the meetup videos and then I came across this guy, Iman Gadji, um, and it really stuck out to me how well-spoken this guy was because he was only a year older than me. So I'm like, okay, here, here's this 17-year-old kid with a successful agency. 
back then he was still doing mainly like video and social media management, but it was still very, very successful. Uh, And I decided, look, I'm going to follow this guy. I'll see what he's up to. And I think a couple months down the line, I sent him the first DM and I basically just asked him like, how did you even go about starting this six figure agency at such a young age with basically like little to no guidance? And then we kind of built up a relationship from there. Uh, I bought one of his courses and then I actually started up quite a successful personal brand around fitness. Then I decided I wanted to transition out into using the the tools that I had in my toolkit social media wise to help local businesses at the time, which has now transitioned over uh, not to brick and mortar at the moment. I don't do that anymore. But I'm uh, nowadays I mainly work with online businesses. So like either physical product e-commerce or anyone who has like a course or consulting coaching program. Okay, very good. So you sort of built up a sort of mutual bond with your mentor, basically. Yeah, and I found that we had a lot of stuff in common. Um, I think that our, our yeah, I think that's a big thing for for mentors is you got to have compatible personalities. I'm not saying that you guys have to be the same. And no, I've yeah. seen quite a few mentor student relationships where it's been just like almost polar opposite relationships, but they have this sort of like chemistry there. If that yeah, makes I sense, feel like I feel like that's always better if you have that sort of chemistry opposed to just sort of strict let's get on this is what you've got to do do this do that when you can actually sort of have a bit of a chat with them and you know you can actually sort of build sort of a friendly sort of almost relationship of almost being friends basically um i feel like that sort of really will help you progress a lot more within the industry opposed to just that strict just let's just crack on with everything and go 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 yeah and i think a big thing for me as well was besides the whole chemistry thing i also came in with as much of a giving mentality as i could yeah Perfect, and yeah. it was it was difficult for me because at the time I was just this broke 16-year-old kid. I was trying to like build up my Instagram page for for fitness. <laughs> and I was I was like everything he was doing was so alien, but I still tried to give as much as I could. So I think in the beginning, uh, I offered I might have offered like shout outs or something like that. I completely forget. But yeah. I just moral of the story, I didn't come in and just bombard him with uh, him with questions. And it's important that you guys understand as well that if any of any of you are in the uh, you know mentor seeking stage, you got to make sure that you come in prepared with the purpose, so you're not just you know sending them a DM saying like "Hey," because yeah. you got to respect their time, right? These guys, you know, guys or girls have quite a busy schedule usually, and you need to come in with some sort of game plan instead of just you know randomly shooting a, a one-liner in their DMs and expecting a response. For sure, yeah, that's the thing that I always find like a lot of times. I will be more inclined to help someone if, if they are willing to sort of bring some form of value to me as well. Um, opposed to someone who just sort of comes in and goes, help me with this, 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 and this, please. I, I, I like this. I'm just more physically inclined to help someone who's willing to sort of push something back my way. Yeah. And I'm a big supporter of like two things you could do uh, to get a mentor's attention. Number one, you can either offer something that you're good at as a service for free yeah. or you can just straight up cut them a check for their time. Literally, yeah. And like, honestly, they don't even have to have a, a formal program. Like even, even if they don't offer or advertise a formal like coaching or mentorship service, you could just straight up say, look, you know, I, I've been following you for a while now. I really, really respect what you've been able to do. And because of this, I'm more than happy to, you know, write you a whatever dollar amount check if you could give me just you know however amount of time right and 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 that way like sure your relationship in the beginning might be transactional but it'll grow into something a lot more 100 percent, i agree with that completely 
Um, so sort of in terms of you're still going to school, how are you finding sort of that manage of business in school life? How are you sort of coping with the workload? I know you t- briefed that you touched the, uh, touched the uh, what am I trying to say here? Briefly touched on it earlier. Um, but yeah, just give us a bit more detail how you're finding that sort of business school life balance. Yeah, I think a lot of people ask me this question. I probably get like 10, 10 of these messages every week. But um, for me, it's just a matter of having a very clear focus at different times of the day and being able to switch modes, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't want to have my charts out, for example, or I don't want to have like a Slack conversation with one of my agency clients yeah. when I'm in lecture. Yeah, that, that just It's not going to work out for my focus. And I'm just like my decision fatigue is just going to really, really mess up all my decision making. So Mm -hmm. what I try to do, and it really depends on the day and when I have my classes, although this quarter it's a little more flexible because everything's online with the virus and everything. But (laughs) anyways, um, if it were a normal schedule, let's say I had a a class maybe later in the day. So in the afternoon, I typically try to wake up around like 6.30-ish, like anywhere between 6 to 7. Um, yeah. if I have a workout that day, I'll do that first. I'll come mm-hmm. back, go through my daily routine. And then the first few hours of the working day are just agency focused because okay. at the end of the day, that's still my main income income yeah. stream at the moment. And that's yeah. something that I have to keep up like bare minimum to sustain everything else. So I typically, and I'm, I'm very blessed to ha- to be able to do this, but I only really work maximum of like two, three hours a day at most for my agency yeah. and the rest is taken care of by my team. And then in the afternoon, if I have a little bit of spare time, maybe I'll, you know, mark up charts for a little bit, or maybe I'll do some back testing. And then uh, towards the uh, later part of the day is when I'll focus solely on academics. So I'll go to class, I'll go to discussion sections, you know, I'll do my assignments, study, et cetera, and then just rinse and repeat. So you keep quite a scheduled day. Um, so do you find that very important and to keep everything very scheduled and down to sort of a T then? Yeah, I, I, I find that very important because... Like there's a difference between planning out every minute of your day yeah. versus having a, a set schedule or having a list of of tasks or maybe looking at it from an hourly view yeah. uh, and still allowing maybe those like few minute gaps in your day to take small breaks or, you know, go to your local coffee shop, get a coffee, whatever you want to do to kind of unwind. Yeah. Um, but in general, I'd say I'm, I'm more structured than most people. I feel like that's a lot of thing that quite a few sort of young entrepreneurs slash traders sort of tend to lack is that sort of self-discipline to really pull themselves into a schedule. I feel like they come sort of into the industry of, oh, I'm going to make an online business or I'm going to trade so that I can pretty much have this unlimited freedom. I mean, like you were saying, you work a maximum of two to three hours a day normally. Like it's one of them things I feel you have to sort of build up to that point. Like you work hard for say a year, two, maybe even three years, and then you can sort of sort of start buying yourself that freedom but still keeping your work scheduled to like quite a strict schedule. So it's like two to three hours, but you've still got that freedom the rest of your day to a degree. Um, but that's, that's sort of something that I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed the same, but th- that lack of self-discipline to really structure the day in the sort of modern generation of entrepreneurs that are sort of coming out. I think it also really depends on what your goals are too. Because for me, I'm not the type that's just satisfied with just the whole digital nomad thing. I've never really been that way. Mm. Uh, And that's partially the reason why I'm still in school as well is because I know there's a lot of potential for me and I've always, you know, performed really, really well in school. No, I mean, skipped how many years you say two, two years ahead? 
Yeah, two years. And yeah. for me to, to, to finish through something that I'm already early on, and also I'll be going to law school after these, uh, after these next two years. Right, so okay. for me to combine, you know, all the connections, all the, uh, you know, all the, all the prestige and experience that comes with a law degree and the actual like hard skill set, along yeah. with everything that I'm doing now, which is think of it as basically like sharpening up my sword, yeah. uh, you know, all the, all the business development, hiring experience, conducting a team, like in my agency side of things, all the sales experience. And then also I'll have a little bit of trading experience by the time I graduate, yeah. like all that I could literally combine to do whatever I want. I could start my own law firm somewhere down the line. I can start my own hedge fund. Maybe I can start managing money. So it's basically a, a way for me to kind of diversify my skill set at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably one of the best things that you can do in this sort of modern day and age is to have a really diverse skill set and sort of be able to branch into multiple sort of directions. Um, and obviously it's key to building sort of that significant wealth is having their multiple streams of income coming in. So yeah, no, well done, well done for that. That's actually quite impressive. Um, yeah. And, and a quick, quick thing I wanted to add on that as well definitely. is, uh, and that like this is the whole reason why I said it really depends on your goals. Like it's completely fine if you're listening, uh, listening to this and you're like, I just want to work maybe like two, three hours a day max. And that's my end goal. That's completely fine. And you'll have a relatively easier time getting there if you're, especially if you're just focusing on one thing. Uh, but for me, the reason, like for me, my ultimate goal isn't to just sit at the beach, sipping a margarita yeah. and looking at charts. It's never been that, <laughs> which is why my schedule might be a lot more structured and a lot more intensive than a lot of you guys might be willing to handle. Yeah, uh, but just keep that in mind that not everyone has to have this like super super laid out regimented schedule. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'll add to that. Personally, my schedule myself is I'll get up around six a.m. Look at my ch- well, I'll get up, have a shower, breakfast, then I'll look at my charts straight away. Um, lunch, and then I'll probably read for an hour or so, and then head off to the gym, come back and look at the charts, and be finished by about seven, and then turn off because I think it is quite important also to have that sort of turn off time where you can get some downtime just be by yourself and really sh- let your brain sort of get ready for just sleeping in the next day ahead so my schedule is a lot more relaxed to a degree than yours but um i feel like it is very important to keep a schedule of sort though um but just that's just to keep yourself sort of going and making sure you're pushing in the right direction but it's like you said it's the goal isn't really just to sit there working just to sit on a beach, etc. Like, for example, how how long did it take you to build up your SMA to SMMA to this point that you're now sort of getting to a comfortable stage? Like, how long has that taken? Because I think that's a, something that a lot of people underestimate. A lot of people think, oh, six months, a year, I'll be off work, living, doing whatever I want. Yeah, so it's definitely possible, and I've seen some people have achieved the whole like six figure you know, I, ideal stage in a couple months. But for me, I, uh, I took my mentors course in February of 2018 and I was kind of spinning my wheels because I just, I wasn't really applying myself that well. I wasn't number one, I wasn't consistent in my execution. And number two, I kind of just took everything that he said in the course literally, and I didn't do my own thinking. And a big thing that you know, maybe maybe not so much in trading, but definitely in any sort of like company atmosphere or, or you know, in, just in the business world in general, you can't really follow this like copy paste blueprint to the T because mm. then there would be no competition. 100%. And for me, I realized like later in my journey, so around like 
end of the year 2018 that if I just did this, you know, cookie cutter, if I just follow this cookie cutter cutter path, I would just be this exact same as any other agency out there. Yeah. So it really didn't take off until like early 2019 when I decided, look, I need to differentiate my agency. I need to yeah. treat it as a real business, not just something that I'm doing on the side, which means that I also need to hire just a team of A players yeah. and make sure that my service delivery is, is not just good, but it's the one of the best in the industry. How did you go about getting your first sort of, sorry to interrupt you, how did you go about getting your first sort of staff then at that point if you only saw sort of like coming out of coming like sort of your first burst into the industry? How did you manage to get your first staff on the payroll or was it, was that something? Yeah, yeah, so so I did have a little bit of prior experience because keep in mind, I I still had clients the entirety of of 2018, um, but it wasn't anything major. And then also I dropped a couple towards the end. Okay. so for me, it was just number one, treating myself as I almost put myself in the shoes of a, rec- of a recruiter at a Fortune 500 company. That's how Bro. seriously I treated my hiring process. Yeah. So I literally conducted interviews. I had people fill out job applications, et cetera. And then the second thing was that I leveraged contractor arbitrage. I didn't hire and I still don't have anyone on, on a formal payroll. Okay. So I pay everyone on a per project, per client basis. Okay. And that number one keeps my accounting simple and, and, and finances simple. And number two, it's the best of all worlds for everyone involved. Yeah, I suppose it makes sure everyone's pulling their weight as well. If you had them on a set contract, some people could be doing a lot less than others, I suppose. Um, but like you said, I suppose you went through that rigorous sort of interviewing pro- process that you're, you're only going to have the best of the best to a degree anyway. So um, you probably don't have to really worry about that, do you? Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I, I took it very seriously and... I'm glad I did that because I saw a lot of people kind of taking off in my footsteps and also trying to do the hiring thing, but they just didn't take it as seriously. And then they ended up either getting burned by whoever they hired, (laughs) who, you know, who couldn't deliver results for their clients or, (laughs) you know, the relationship just kind of faded because they couldn't actually get a client in the first place. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm just going to touch on what you said earlier a little bit uh, about sort of differentiating yourself from everyone else within the market. Uh, similarly to trading where this is some, just a bit of advice for everyone if you are following a trading strategy find something there will be something that differentiates for you personally that you'll find works differently and it is very much about mindset within trading and i'm sure within your business as well you have to have that mindset of this could go wrong but look for the reward within it um, and just keep pushing through it. Like I'm sure when you first started, you sort of had your, did you, did you have any doubts within your industry or? A lot in the beginning, okay. especially because like I said, I had the, the age thing, yeah. which I didn't really realize how to turn that to my advantage until yeah. later in my journey. Uh, and then I also realized that business is not easy. Like getting clients is not easy, especially like 100%. B2B you're offering a service. Um, there are going to be people that push back at you that have a ton of objections. There are going to be people that get in their own way. You're going to get rejected a lot. And you, it's a, did you, did yeah, you find your uh, age an issue when you started up, like in terms of getting clients, did they, did that, was that sort of something that affected business relationships? I think only because I let it get in my way. Yeah. And I, I think it's almost like a subconscious thing that I didn't really realize, but okay the age thing was always on my mind, like just very, very subconsciously. And then that probably leaked into my conversations and how I conducted myself. Yeah. Which like people can sense, right? If you're going into the meeting, not confident, or you're walking into a boardroom, not confident, 
and you're speaking to like some 40, 50, 60 year old executive type, yeah. they're, they're going to see right through it. And they're going to be like, and th- they're going to start thinking, what am I doing wasting my time? When really, if you would have walked in with full confidence and, you know, being super p- uh, prepared, no one would do a double take at what your age is. No For one sure. would even ask. For sure. Confidence is like a key. And I think pretty much sort of any business industry, you have to have that degree of, you have to carry yourself highly and like rate what you're doing, rate your own work. Um, Cause if you don't rate your own work, who's going to, who's going to want to look to it? Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just one of them things really, isn't it? You've got to be confident with yourself and just keep pushing for them higher levels. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just ask one final question just to wrap this up. Um, what is your definition of success? I think this is something that I want to start asking everyone that comes on because I know it's something that can be very loosely defined. So what is your definition of success and where are you in your timeline to get in there? I think for me, it's mainly internal. Uh, There are still a couple of things that are more tangible for me. So obviously you have the basic things like making sure that, and I think I've, I've always had this at a young age, but I've always had this like provider mentality almost. Yeah. So number one, I want to make sure my family is, is, you know, completely financially set that they don't have to worry about finances at all. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, my other, uh, part of, I, I guess the more tangible part of success is I do have a lot of tangible goals. So as I said, you know, I want to make sure that I get my law degree at a pretty good law school. I want to make yeah. sure that I follow through strong with that. Um, I also want to run a seven figure agency in the next two years. Okay. Uh, and I also want my trading to get to a, a certain level as well. Okay. And so those are, I guess, the more tangible goals. But then I also have my, what I call like private goals almost. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this is more internal and like habits based. Okay. And that's infinitely more important to me because I know that the external accomplishments, like they can come and go at any point. Yeah. But like, if you can, if like, for example, if you can wake up at the same time, like, you know, two, 300 days out of the year, that's discipline. Like that's real yeah, mental 100%. fortitude and that won't ever leave you. Mm. So even if you hit rock bottom at some point, even if all your businesses for whatever reason, just fail, you'll always have, have a foundation to pull yourself back up because your habits are there and mm. your mindset is there and your discipline is there. And that's what I want to work on the most because who are you and who am I to, you know, have millionaire or billionaire aspirations if you can't even get out of bed the same time every morning, or if you can't even meditate a certain amount of times, or if you can't even, you know, sit down and have a focus work block for an hour, hour and a half at a time. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the most important thing for me. I feel like also with that, just to add on a little bit, them sort of interior goals that you've got of that strict discipline of getting up and doing, et cetera, they will really build them tangible goals that you were speaking of, like helping you get your, uh, your marketing agency up to that sort of, seven, eight figure sort of mark. Um, so I thought like that's sort of very important to really focus on them interior goals as well. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of hard to describe, but I find that when I'm really on top of my game with like peak performance and, and discipline in general, like my whole aura is just different. Mm. It's kind of hard to, like I said, it's, it's very hard to explain, but like- You just have a different energy gonna, comes out of you, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very different. Like when I was speaking to someone- uh, when I'm in a sales call, when I'm talking to a client, yeah. um, you know, even when I'm doing schoolwork, it's just a different mindset. And you have this like almost unshakable confidence because then, you know, look, even, <clears throat> even in the face of, you know, not like even in situations where no one's watching, I know I did the right thing and yeah. that's going to carry through into my day to day. 
And that's the most important thing for me. Okay, perfect. I think that's a perfect place for us to sort of wrap this one up. So thank you, Justin, for coming on. And I think I feel like you've given some very strong points for everyone to take in sort of overall in the business world there. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on. I'll put your socials down in the description so everyone go check Justin out if you haven't already. Um, and I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.